Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball with me, Joe, and Sam. Hello. Hello. Um, so yeah, we're coming towards the end of the regular season and uh, we thought we would pick some All-NBA teams um, and talk a little bit about that. Uh, so how, how do you want to kick off, Sam? Uh, should we do the centres, seeing as that's the easy bit? We'll get that out of the oh, way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that you just said that actually just before we start recording, so I suppose we will do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's not that much to say about centres, really, is there? Because well, it's Jokic and Embiid as the like two front runners for MVP, who are both centres, like they're one and two, which is awesome, by the way. On a yeah. on a slightly slightly side point on all of the all of the perimeter orientated stuff by the NBA and all of this small ball over the last few years, which is also as well, it's really cool that you have this like natural development. They've not had to change the rules or anything to reward big men, and then they're also completely different big men. One of them is like this. Well, I don't even know what Jokic is. He's something else. And Embiid is a kind of throwback player in a way. But also, he's shooting forty percent from three this year. So, well, yeah, it's why he's a bit different. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's Jokic and Bede and Gobert, isn't it? There's not really. Yeah, Gobert's definitely third. He's a long way behind the other two. But I don't. I'm when I was drawing up this list for the other positions, I had like a long list of candidates. But for the centres, I don't even know who would be fourth. Really, I've got so yeah. To give some, there are going to be six All NBA guards in total, and I think I've got fifteen or sixteen candidates for that. Really, um, I don't for the centres, I I just put down three names. Um, yeah, same. Fourth, I mean, you could have Bam, a Bam, but is is one of those where it's like it's not even honourable mention. Is Bam's played well? Yeah, yeah, like, okay. But also, um, he's not he's not going to get him to go bare, especially with how well the Jazz were doing. Yeah, uh, you could say DeAndre Ayton and Capella. Like if you, they they probably, unless I've forgotten someone, they're probably like the if you're doing fourth, fifth, and sixth teams, they're probably the next three. But there's a gap, like you say. I mean, Miami yeah. underachieving a bit. Bam is just not going to be anywhere near Gobert. Um, and then the others, yeah, it is a pretty straightforward thing. Um, I did you? Ha- I guess you had them in the Jokic and Bede Gobert order as well. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Um, first. Can't really argue with it, can you? That's no, I mean... Uh, yeah, it's, the MV, it's basically the same as the MVP discussion. Or is it Jokic or Embiid? And... I mean, obviously, the Jokic has got the playing more games thing. and But other than that, it's very, very close. I think, like, player efficiency rating, Jokic is just slightly ahead. Um, So, you know... I mean, basically, on on their performances, like when they've been playing, I they are even though like they've they've had different strengths and stuff. Like Embiid has scored better and uh, is a better defender. They're really like like Jokic's passing sort of makes up for that. So I think they're neck and neck really. Like player efficiency rating anyway suggests that they're pretty much neck and neck on like like how they performed but then when you just add in Jokic has played more games I think it's yeah 
is also um so i i is it 18 or 19 and beads missed not that it really matters is it's not like we're doing and beads missed 15 and Jokic has missed eight or something like it would be with some other thing but some other players yeah. here which we might come to later is like when there's covid absences as well is someone misses five games for covid does that like can you use that against them um is it's i think Jokic has still played every single game and like is a few days ago he was second in the nba in minutes and then Embiid has missed like 19 in a 72 game season it's 18 or 19 i think um and then it's like yeah i just you've got to be quite a lot better i think for that or like i think we've said on a past podcast if the nuggets are dropped right into the play-in and yeah. Embiid leads them to the one seed then you've maybe got a bit of a thing yeah. and but I, I think it's Jokic by quite a long way actually when their performance is so close yeah exactly it's so close and they've played that the gap in minutes played is so big um yeah, I I don't really have much more to say about the centers, do you? I think it's kind of no. It's a bit of a, an obvious one to me. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought you might have had Embiid first, and then that would have been a discussion. But I guess yeah, the reason I would have been this. tempted by that if they dropped off. Uh, so they lost to the Lakers the other night, but basically since Murray got injured, they've just been like even better, and they've they're on this great run. I think they're up to third now in the West. Um, it, it's not really that much of a, a discussion. If it was, like I said, it was first and seventh or something, yeah. Then, I, then I think the team's success can maybe become more of a factor. But I, I don't think so, really. No, you said factor in the East versus West thing as well. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, this. Yeah, they've they've been just as good really as the Sixers probably. Um. So yeah, anyway, after that quick, quickly covering the centres, we move on to the forwards, because that is um, quite a lot more to talk about with that. I Who think. are your locks then for the forwards? Um, I think I've got four locks. Uh, Yanis, LeBron, even though he's missed time, Zion Williamson and Kawhi Leonard. Interesting. I have four and a half, and it is not the same. I have... Yanis and Kawhi as my first team, I think. Yeah. And then I have LeBron and Paul George as my second team. And then I'm like 80 to 90% that I'd have Julius Randle as one of my third team forwards. Really? And then Zion is in my next group. Um, so, should we do Zion then? Yeah, I mean, I've got him because... What's your case? I for think Zion it was player efficiency rating. Randall I mean, and over Paul as George. my laptop is so bad, I can't have the stats up at the same time as recording. Okay. <laughs> well, that is embarrassing <laughs> to start. Um, but, player, player efficiency rating. Look at that if you can find it. And his yeah, all of his his scoring stats are outrageous, and his I'm, his true shooting's insane, and he's most points in the paint oh, yeah. since Shaq, and all of those things. I'm going to get basketball reference up on my phone. Um, have you got stuff up? Um, I did earlier. I've got I got some of it down. My case partly for Zion is... I, I think Zion would be my leader to be alongside Randall in the third team. Yeah. But I, also, I... defensive stuff does matter still. 
and he is he's just bad yeah. defensively slash doesn't try um, um yeah i guess there's and yeah and the pelicans i mean they're currently they're they're not in the plane at the moment are they or are they i mean they're right they've been around they're, they're outside it and they're not yeah, probably they're, not going to get it yeah um Oh, I can't remember what the player efficiency thing was. I mean, it's, it's crazily high. Yeah, he's like, well, he's right near the top, anyway. He's like top. Might be top five or something in the league. Um, And anyway, yeah, that was basically my case. Is I think he's. I mean, I think among the forwards, he's he might be just behind Giannis. But um, even over. Paul George, I mean, was shooting the ball crazily this year. Yeah. He's won the Clippers some games, even when there's been no Kawhi yeah. as well. Yeah, George, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, George is like, yeah, he's in my next thing. He's he's probably one of my third team. Um, and yet, although I I just sort of, I don't know, for the first, I had those four that came to, like, came in while I was looking at stuff that were like, yeah, okay, that, I'm definitely having those four. And then after that, there was just so many options that I just sort of got confused. Um, so the LeBron but, case is interesting, I think, as well. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's interesting about whether he's all NBA. He's LeBron James. He is. Yeah. He's played 43 games so far. Would you have him first or second? I think on my thing, I've got him first. Interesting. Is... Because I, I couldn't decide on that, really. I think I have him first, basically. I mean, well, when he was playing, he was, um, well, he was MB MVP favourite, wasn't he? Yeah. I think that's basically what comes into it there. Is, I mean, there's a thing, of, you, you mentioned just before we started recording, actually, if it's sometimes all NBA, it's more about like the, the best players rather than the quantity. It's greatness rather than... Um... Yeah. And in I mean, season value as such obviously as a great player lebron is a great player anyway but also this season he what he has been in terms of like peak performance he has been one of the best yeah i i think the lebron versus Kawhi to join Giannis in the first team i think that's quite a hard one because Kawhi's obviously now missed quite a bit of time too yeah um I suspect it's one of these things where I don't actually have Kawhi's number of games to hand. Um, I think he must be slightly ahead of LeBron. Um, but because LeBron missed his in a chunk and now he's missed a little bit more and he missed his all in the second half of the season, I wonder if that means he's um, he's more likely to be second team than Kawhi. Um, it, I mean, it, ultimately it doesn't make the greatest difference, but it's, it's an interesting... Uh, contest there between two players that also because like we were saying about the greatness thing is you can't really do the if it was game seven which one would you rather have on your team because if you were picking for game seven of a playoff series they might be the two first players picked yeah so I mean it, even that's a bit of a toss up really I mean I, I would take LeBron personally but um, it's, it's not a straightforward one you know like it would be with some other head to head yeah things if here. it was if it was well, say it was, well, someone like William, like Zion, who performed like as uh, Leonard had this year, you then yeah, then it's obviously like the the track record and the 
you know, overall greatness thing comes into it. Like LeBron obviously is ahead. But yeah. Kawhi is like, I mean, yeah. Won multiple championships. So. So we've yeah. only got three we actually completely agree on, I think, have we? Giannis, Kawhi and LeBron. Um, yes. Well, so we, we basically agree that those three are locks. Um, yeah. And then who's your your next group is... Well, you've uh, got Zion in that group. And I've yeah, got who was your lock? Paul George. I've okay. got Paul George. Um, who's your your group below your top four then? I think Paul George is probably my... I think Paul George is pro- would probably be in for me, but I've... I've just read out a list of names that I wrote down. I probably forgot some people, um, but I've got Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I I sort of had to put him forwards because there's too many guards, really. Anyway, um, Paul George, Tatum, Julius yeah. Randle, Jalen Brown. Um, just because, you know, I mean, he's he between him and Tatum, really. This year, I think the gap has closed a lot. So it's like. Yeah, you know, like if, if you're considering Tatum, then I think Brown is just there as well, really. Um, and then I've also got these are two that is where it comes into the uh, games missed thing, where I've got um, Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis, who I basically put on the list, but uh, I probably wouldn't pick them because they've missed too much. But it's also the if you're just talking about the best players in the league, then they get in. That's interesting. So I've there's quite a lot of overlap, obviously. Um, I've got my top four, and then I've got like Randall as like almost locked in at f- the fifth one, and then I've got Zion, Butler, Tatum. I put Jalen Brown in a different column because I imagine, and we obviously don't actually get to vote on this, but I'm pretty sure you could put him as a guard if you wanted him in it as well. Yeah. Um, I I assume you you probably could with Butler as well, but Butler played they um have had such a small roster for a lot of the year he's basically been a forward the whole time so it's a bit different um and then i had yeah so i had those guys i didn't put durant or davis down partly because anthony davis has been quite underwhelming in a lot of the games he's played although not the other night uh, against the nuggets when he was amazing um and durant i had to double check his number of games it's 29 i just like i can't even I don't even pretend to consider yeah. that 29 games is ridiculous. Yeah, I think when I was looking at I think that was like around my cutoff point. If you're like, at this stage of the season, if you're below 35, I think that's like, that's not enough. Because I think like LeBron is like 40-ish. 43. Yeah, and obviously he's still out. Well, yeah, he's missing the next couple, but he is going to play some more. So he's going to get to 46 or 47. Yeah. Um, which in other conversations, which I think we might come on to, in the guards perhaps, that yeah. does become a question mark. But I think if you're LeBron James, it, it's enough. Um, so I had, yeah, I had my top five, Zion, Butler, Tatum. And then I had, I basically had a load of people at the bottom of the guards and the bottom of the forwards. I just put in yellow on my on my document here. And uh, they were people who are like, they're not really all NBA caliber players they had really good seasons and for those two I had Tobias Harris and Chris Middleton who are both on really good teams and both were incredibly efficient but you can't yeah. like that you don't really vote them ahead of these guys 
Yeah, they're not they're not players that are gonna get all NBA votes. But no. Like, but they they would be very they're... close to the fourth team, sort of thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um so so if you had to pick your third team, who would you pick? I think it's hard because Tatum has just had a few crazy games, including a 60-pointer the other night. Um, and again, in that Tatum-Brown thing, about like actually Brown's been better than Tatum for a lot of the year. Like The first yeah. part of the season, he was better than him. And then it's like, do you penalize Tatum for the fact that he had COVID and then felt rough when he came back? I mean, you probably shouldn't. Um I think Tatum, if I was predicting it, I reckon Tatum probably gets in because he's also had this surge in performances at a good time. Um, I think I would go Zion and Randall as my third team. Yeah, I think I've got Paul George. And I'm, yeah, I, I might end up going Randall as well, basically because of the, the Tatum Brown thing. I feel like it's hard to pick one. Um, it's like, I don't know. There's also a bit of there's a bit of the uh the team success does become a bit of a tiebreaker yeah. for me as well. He's like well the the Celtics have for a lot of reasons sucked a lot of the time. He's not actually the fault of Tatum or Brown necessarily. Um but what Randall's done and he's just been like the undisputed guy on that team and like hitting big shots. Also yeah, been a better she... playmaker than both of them as well. Yeah. Yeah, he, well, yeah, that's the other thing. He's he's basically, yeah, he's become like an absolute all-star level player, hasn't he? Like this year. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if, like what happens next year. I mean, you assume he's going to carry on playing like this, but it's like quite a um, an explosion in performance. Um, really at this stage of his career as well, it's like not it doesn't happen often, does it? Um, yeah. Yeah, it is awesome, and I so there's a part of like you want to give him a nod for that as well. I think yeah. he's he also leads the league in minutes, seeing as we used that for Jokic. Oh, yeah, early. yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I'd probably Randall as well. I'm probably George and Randall, which then in the end I think means that we end up with the same six players, just in a different order. So we're not we're nine for nine so far. Yes. Um, which is not particularly interesting, but I not. think it, I think it gets more difficult for the guards. Should we move on yeah. to the guards? Because yeah. um, I mean, I ended up picking some players as like uh, like well for the guards. I ended up picking all six in the end, but I'm not exactly like that sure about it. I mean, you know, I'm in the same spot as always with the forwards. I have four, and then the group of people behind them. I have loads this time. Well, uh, more than a handful of them. And that's where it's trickier. And then I have yeah. some other honourable mention types. I'm guessing so... you're four. I'm going to guess you're four. Okay, go on. Is it Steph Curry? Yes. Shock. Beal? No. No. Wow. Luka Doncic? Yeah, they're, they're my first team. Lillard? Yep. And, um, okay, so it's not Beal, is it Harden? No. Okay, I don't know then. Chris Paul, I've got Chris Paul Curry, lock. Curry and Doncic. Um, I would have had Lillard and Doncic a while ago, but I think 
the Mavericks basically since everything was a mess and they had loads of COVID, they're like all of their net rating and their record and stuff since I think it's about twenty games into the season, maybe a bit longer. But since then they're just like an elite team. And Doncic's numbers are crazy. I think you're gonna be um pretty this is where okay, so this is a big difference we have then. For my I've got Curry first team. My yeah. other pick, I've got James Harden. Yeah, I, I can't do that. I mean, when I looked at it, he's, it's basically a very similar thing to LeBron. I think he's. I think they've played a very similar number of games. They have, at but this point. my counterpoint to that is Harden has played 42 and LeBron has played 43. Eight of Harden's games were for the Houston Rockets, where he was publicly not trying and going guess. clubbing instead. So he's played 34 for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and Harden also isn't playing again basically this regular season by the sounds of it yeah so he's not going to get up anymore um, so I, I wipe out his his um, rockets I think he had one or two good games for them but there was like I mean he basically was not trying um, yeah. and I, the whole way he dealt with that also I've just like knocked some points off for that but he does like you say with LeBron it is a similar thing where he was it, playing into when the MVP he was, race yeah when he was playing even even though he'd like had hadn't played as much as the other guys, it's like yeah, he, people were talking about him being the MVP potentially, just because of how well he was playing. Yeah, but I find I think the thirty four games is basically what I'm judging on, because the the Rockets game sort of illegitimately push his total games and yeah. minutes up. Um, plus, I yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna hide. I I knock some points off just for the way he dealt with the rocket stuff i don't want to include him in it i think it was really crappy the way he dealt with a lot of that and um how he's behaving in a pandemic wasn't ideal either no uh, yeah okay so so there so where we finally have one different player then um i mean i think yeah curry were obviously completely agreed on I mean this last month as well has just like solidified it I mean he's like he was the first name I wrote down yeah for guards obviously I mean yeah like um, but even before this month I may have had him in anyway I mean even before this month he was like second or third in scoring yeah <laughs> and now he's top um, and he I think he averaged 37 points a game in April most threes in any NBA month ever. Um, yeah, it's just he's he was actually like the easiest pick of the lot. Yeah. I think in a way easier than Jokic and Embiid because while we kind of dismissed it, you can at least pretend. What if the games ma the games played matters less? And with Curry, it's like well he's played almost every game, and then there's yeah. also top scoring <laughs> league play, played all they the time. can't score any points. They just cannot score any points when he's not. On the yeah, court. It, yeah, like they. They are literally like, the, like the bottom of the West without Steph Curry. Yeah, um, and um, and I mean, well, they're gonna get in the plane, and then who knows? They could be in the top half of the plane now. It's looking possible yeah. they make the top half of the plane, which he needs to win one game. Yeah. Anyway, that we'll do another podcast looking at the plane tournament soon, I suspect. But yeah, I mean, Steph Curry was easy, and then you've got Harden. I've got. I ended up with Harden in my other first team. I think I was. I almost went Beal. Yeah. Who's um, your second team then? Beal and 
Bill and I've got Lillard. Maybe it should be Doncic. Doncic outside the top two teams. I think I think, I think it should be Doncic. This why I'm, I think there's just so many guards because it's like I know. I mean, Lillard needs to be up there as well, really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Lillard suffers a little bit because his his crazy stuff was earlier in the year and then him and his team have slumped a little bit as it gets towards voting for everything. Yeah. Um, even in the MVP stuff, we do the MVP discussion, quotation marks, conversation. Um, Lillard is now not in that anymore. And it's like, well, I still think he's he's been in the most five valuable players this season. Yeah, it's just it's... recently his team has been bad. Yeah. That doesn't mean he was bad earlier in the year. Uh, so he's getting hit with recency bias, I think. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So I don't, I mean, yeah, maybe it's not that ridiculous me having him too. I don't know. I, yeah, I, because he, well, I mean, he was, he had most of the season he was incredibly good. As he has been for the last, like, few years. Um, so I, don't, I mean, it's he's but wait, obviously not quite doing what Curry was doing in the last month. But you know, I mean, he, you know, he he has. It's been extraordinary though. His clutch numbers yeah. as well. Um, and I th I think not doing quite what Steph Curry's doing is is not a crime. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's... yeah, not quite at that level, but it's similar thing of where he's like, without him, that team is. He's not that good. It oh, they're, the they're deep in the lottery. But they didn't have Nurkic or McCollum for like two months each yeah. or something. Yeah. They, if they replaced Lillard with, well, actually quite a few of these other players we're going to talk about, they suck. They yeah. would really, really suck. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he has to be right. I mean, I could have even had him first team. Um, That's but... where my decision was, was Doncic versus Lillard. Yeah. Um, so do you have Beal at all? He is in my Julius Randle um, almost certainly third team spot. Okay. Um, and then I've got... So who's your... So your first team is Curry, Doncic, and then you've got Lillard and... Chris Paul. Lillard and Chris Paul, okay. Chris Paul for me ended up being um, third team. He was like with who? With Doncic. Okay. He basically he was basically snuck. He was really he was in like a group of a load of other guys, and I ended up just you know he just just about stood out above the rest of them for me. Um. Yeah. So would you want to hear my... I've got my top four and then probably Beal as my fifth guard. Do you want to hear my next group to decide from? Yeah, go on then. Devin Booker, Kyrie Irving, sort of James Harden, Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. And then my, uh, my people I've put in yellow, like Middleton and Harris, are Zach Levine, Mike Conley, De'Aaron Fox and Shea Gildas-Alexander. No Russell Westbrook. The basis for that is um, he was horrendous for the first like two months. So like as good as he's been recently and all these 
record-breaking yeah. numbers, and he has been unbelievable. Um, a bit like we were saying with Lillard the other way around is it feels kind of you shouldn't just discount the fact that he was. I know he said some stuff about injuries he's played during stuff, but still, I mean, he was he was shooting like thirty percent from the field for quite a while and was just like rubbish, like like a really negative impact on their team. And part of the reason they're having to chase down the player now is because of how bad they were at the start of the year. So yeah, I feel like I couldn't really discount that. I very I very nearly actually had him in my six, to be honest. Yeah. Which is maybe a bit of the recency bias, but also that, yeah, the I don't know, just I guess it's a thing of the peak performance thing of like, I don't know, when he's just like breaking records and stuff all the time. It feels like that makes you notice. That would also be two, two players from a 10th seed, though, in the Eastern Conference. Yes, that is the other issue with that. So there, there's a bit I think of that's that basically, I feel. that was part of the reason why, I, well, I then thought, no, I definitely can't have him. If I'm having Beal, then I definitely can't have Westbrook as well. Um, and that's the other side of it, is for me, if you're picking one of the two, is is not close. Is like, Beal is, yeah. is efficiently scoring at like a Curry level for the season. Um, and I'd, I'd want to have Beal in there. But then I think there's also a bit of a case. I don't really know how you balance these things. But a bit of the case with Beal as well is like, well, he scored that many points and they were still really bad for most of the year. Yeah. So the fact that they've been awful, like for about half the season and then they've gone on this great run towards the end, um, is that feels like that should mean something. While you want to just judge the player performance individually, um, how can you have Beal like miles ahead of like I don't know Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie Irving, who have put up numbers that are not a million miles away from his, and their teams have also been good, but also they're they're playing with better players. I don't. It's really hard to weigh that stuff up. Yeah, how many games did Kyrie Irving play? He's on forty nine. That's one okay. of the ones I checked amid all the. Um, the stuff I got hard and LeBron and Durant's I thought were important ones and I looked at Irving's um because yeah the start of the year it was always about when's Kyrie gonna play and then he went for some personal stuff for a while he's been the most available of all of them in the end yeah. <laughs> remarkably I thought he was lower than that to be honest um yeah I didn't realize because I, I didn't really even consider Kyrie Irving that much He's scoring 27 points per game as well. Yeah, maybe I should have, I guess, sort of missed him. Um, but I had, well, I had Mitchell, Booker and Levine on the list, which is, I think they're like, I mean, they're, they're probably, they're actually all like, that's a group of like young shooting guards, isn't it? That are basically going to, um, they're probably going to be around for a while. I mean, maybe in like the next couple of years, they're going to start getting in the all M- these all NBA teams like all the time. Well, it's also the question between them, I suppose, is can any of them be first or second team guys? That will be very big for each of their franchises if they can elevate to that level. Because at the moment we're talking yeah. about, I don't think it's reasonable to have any of those guys above the third team. No, definitely not. And uh, yeah, it's basically like 
I think it was basically like I could have had one of them instead of Chris Paul on mine. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's like, you know, it's Chris Paul and and the whole thing with the sons of like, um, if you're picking between Devin Booker or Chris Paul, it's like, well, Devin Booker is performing slightly better than he has done other years, but they were, he was still scoring a lot and they weren't good. And then Chris Paul turns up and then they're like, I mean, they could win the championship. I think their on-off numbers are relatively similar and stuff. There's also, it's a weird thing with this because I've, I've been on that. It's like if you're picking between the two of them and I think we did this for All-Star as well, it should be Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, most of the numbers don't necessarily point to it, but also it's then just, there is just this like, well, Phoenix were not good. They had a nice little run yeah. in the bubble, and then they got Chris Paul. I guess it's, like... I guess it's almost it's like thing it's like beyond it's almost beyond the numbers, though, isn't it? Because it's almost beyond. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like on the court performance, it's it's not about it's like Chris Paul's influence is not about whether he's on the court or not. Like even if yeah. he's injured all year, they're probably just a better team because he's on the it roster. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So that's part of the reason I had Paul and the Suns. Um, they were kind of in the shadow while the Jazz were on that crazy run earlier in the year. And now they're actually looking quite a good position to take the top seed in the West. Um, yeah. And I, I just think that when someone's come in and had that big an impact, and yeah, he's I think he's fifth in assists and he's only scoring like 15 or 16 per game. But a bit like Lillard, actually, his clutch scoring is really efficient, really, really high levels in close games. Um, I, I felt like he was an obvious one um, and I'm not against having Paul and Booker no I guess I guess not well yeah because they're a first seed as well well potentially a first seed like they're right up there at least it's like it's not so ridiculous um, but then also who do you drop from yours well I would I have I have the space for it in theory. I've got my four, and then oh, yeah. I think probably Bradley Beal. I think I'd have Bradley Beal, and then maybe I'd, I'd put Booker with him. Um, I just the Harden one is is the big thing, really. Yeah, that's the big difference. And I, I just I don't think he's he's played quite enough. He probably I think he will get in if we were predicting how people will vote because his numbers are so good. Um, yeah, but I, I would I would rather have Kyrie. I think I think playing fifteen more games for the Nets. Yeah, that Harden has done. That's a fair point. To be honest, um, yeah, it's just about what you, yeah, what your criteria are, isn't it? Of whether it's best players and peak performance or. Um, yeah, longevity, like you know, minutes played and stuff. And the the Mitchell versus Booker one's an interesting thing as well. Yeah, I mean that. I feel like that as well sort of comes down to a little bit who ends up with the top seed. Yeah, because it's basically Cause it's like you're also looking at although Mitchell's not even playing now, I suppose, and they're yeah, basically that's tied. The point. Um. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So you basically were locked in on your six, were you? Was that kind of... Uh, sort of. I mean, Chris Paul ended up was like the one I ended up picking out of that group at the bottom. Um, but other than that, I think it was locks, really. Yeah, there's a lot of people fighting over sort of not like one or maybe two spaces, and in some cases, probably zero spaces. Yeah. It seems like that. All that is similar with the forwards, although I feel like there's more... I don't know, with the guards, I, I felt like there were more that were like really deserving of it. Um, maybe. Yeah, I think the criticism I'd... of the guards that you don't have in is often kind of flimsy, which is what makes it so difficult. It's like not having Harden at all feels really cruel. But then also, yeah. like, Booker's barely missed time. Mitchell's only missed these last few games, really. I mean, I mean, has Zach Levine scored, like... Well, he, a while ago, he scored on, like, 28 points a game. Yeah, exactly. He's like, Levine... And I, I had him in my, like, next tier down. Partly team success. He's also out at the moment. Um, and Connolly, I mean, there's quite a lot of people that say Connolly's even been better than Mitchell this year. De'Aaron Fox, I think, is scoring about 27 points per game, but his team is terrible. Um, yeah. They, there's a lot of people that you can make quite a decent case for them, and then it's just like, well, there's like five or six like superstar-level players <laughs> that have all been brilliant and not injured. Yeah, I guess it shows, isn't it, why it's such a big thing, really, getting in the All-NBA. And, well, LeBron, well, if he gets in this time, it'll be 17, won't it? Yeah, and it's just like absurd because it's like you can you can have like a really great season and still not be that close to it. What's what's cool this year though is like previously people complained about the position restrictions. I actually don't think it matters that much because for all of what we've just said about the guards, is like if you could just pick the fifteen best players. It, it's not like other years you've had like a third team all NBA centre that's just like it's ridiculous they're there sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I, that's not really the case. I mean, like Gobert is probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, and his team's been the best in the league most of the season. Um, like, I mean, you can't really compare like Bradley Beal and Rudy Gobert, but there's been other seasons where just objectively, like the guard is a way better player than the centre you've put in, and this guard's missed out. It doesn't feel like that so much this season. It feels much more balanced. Obviously helped by the two MVP leaders being centres. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that it doesn't seem like you're forced into doing anything unreasonable. Really. No. No, I mean, it, and it kind of, it fell into place really, I think, quite easily. At least at the top, yeah, the top what eleven I've got there, and then yeah, probably Beal and Randall, and then you're looking at like the, a third team guard and a third team forward probably for me. So I'd need, which I think would be Zion and Kyrie. Yeah, I think we we've ended up being very similar, haven't we? Um, I think it's the only difference in terms of the players we've got. You know, the orders are a bit different. Is I've got Harden and you've got Kyrie. 
Yeah, and even that's on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, in the end, it's ended up being very similar. Um, uh, but, yeah, anyway, should we wrap up? Yeah, we... yeah, that's all. We've we've solved all NBA, so that's good. Yeah. Does any of the teams are actually out when the, when the whole thing's... I think it's in the playoffs at some point. Because okay. I vaguely remember players getting told after playoff games before. Because oh, right. obviously there's there's supermax contracts and stuff and contract escalators reliant on it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, we've got look that to look forward to. So after the playing games. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that's only like a few weeks away now, isn't it? Um, so it's we'll... two weeks away the playing games. So yeah, so maybe we'll talk do one about that, talking about the playing games. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do. Um, so anyway, yeah, check out the website, uh, franchisesports.co.uk, and um, subscribe on uh, Spotify or our podcasts or probably wherever else you can find this podcast. Yeah, yeah all of the podcast places. Yeah. Um, so, uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye.